0: Hello, hello everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me as always is Zeke Baker, and you have found the Dad's Drinking Bourbon podcast. The wives are in bed, the kids are in bed, we're ready to sit around drink whiskey. Say hello to the folks,
1: Zeke. Hello, hello. Thanks for stopping by as always. We are certainly appreciative of anyone that wants to lend us their ear as we explore some bourbon or bourbons and give our opinion or opinions in. I'm glad I
0: deleted the last couple ones because that was a better opening than you had than the other ones. They've all been different. You know how hard
1: I'm working right now?
0: Zeke is working so hard, but he's so chipper today that I could take advantage of that because your Georgia Bulldogs are now in the college football playoff, aren't they?
1: They are. They are. First time. Looking good. Good day for the Bulldog Nation. And not to divert from our original purpose of bourbon, but... I will relish in that victory and look forward to in about a month when we get to play the Oklahoma Sooners.
0: Are you going to go to any of the games?
1: Should we be fortunate enough to win in the Rose Bowl, which is not a very uh, locale friendly spot for Georgia, <laughs> but should we win that game? we The national championship this year is, of all things, in Atlanta. Over a decade ago me and uh, the guys from school made a pact should the dogs ever make it we would do what was necessary to at least all be together I don't know if we'd call up the money for a game I personally would probably just rather have some good bourbon in a private space to enjoy <laughs>
0: <laughs> but isn't that kind of unfair if they so Pasadena is great but if they should go to the national championship it's kind of like an unfair home game for the Bulldogs isn't it there's nothing unfair about it that's fair John that's life it's very fair that
1: it's at Mercedes <laughs> been Stadium where the SEC championship just was we'll take it we'll be happy um, Lord will the creek don't rise I hope to be in Atlanta in uh, 2018. And watching the game with uh, some close friends. But if they should win the Rose Bowl, there is a
0: chance that they could go up against the Alabama Crimson Tide, which did lose to Auburn, which you guys did beat after losing to Auburn previously.
1: So it could go either way at this point, right? I'm not going to worry about who we play. I just want to see us in the game. If nothing else, plenty of my friends and myself included have done everything shy of of offer up our firstborn to see it finally happen. (laughs) We're pretty damn close right now, and and all of us want to see that. If nothing else, uh, everyone's touted the money they would put up towards this game. So the fact it's in Atlanta yields plenty of friends' homes and spaces we can stay in outside of a hotel, i.e. more money for the bar tab. And not
0: to digress too much because this is a bourbon show or a whiskey show and we are talking about bourbon and whiskey, but your coach is in his second year. There's plenty of people who have won in their second year that are very there's some prestige there you look at Jim Trestle you look at Urban Meyer your coach could put his name on that list that might not be a bad thing for the people that were still calling for Mark Rick
1: no not at all and CMR had a very good year at Miami almost were in the same boat as us and you know cheers to him for for being successful and, and moving on to greener well not moving on to greener pastures but he's doing well as as we all thought he would. It was yeah, just, if he didn't lose to Pitt, I think it would be a better
0: year for the the. You, you, the you, you
1: can't coach at one school forever. Those days are long gone. If nothing else, somebody's going to offer you $75 million to hang out in College Station for 10 years. Thanks, Jimbo. Woo! <laughs> So that
0: being said, we are digressing, Um, but Zeke did, and this is pretty amazing, and thank you very, very much, Zeke. Zeke did bust out the cheesy gold foil wild turkey from 1991 in our live broadcast that we did at 9.30 here on Sunday night. We are recording after the live broadcast. We do go live on Instagram Sunday nights at 9.30 whenever we can, whenever we're available. Sometimes we're not, but we really like to have that to interact with everybody, have an open discussion. Zeke busted out the, the cheesy gold foil wild turkey as a celebration of the Bulldogs win, so thank you very much for that, Zeke. No
1: problem. Always happy to, to share pours. Or it's what it's meant for, and always relish the good times. And if
0: that's the case, then I hope Georgia keeps winning, because I'll keep drinking mm. your booze.
1: A national championship win would be epic, is all I will say.
0: So, we'll bust out like a epic Will It weeder?
1: Probably not a Uh-oh. Weedr, as you you like to make fun of me for saying, but there's one ready. I have it queued up.
0: I am going to pull for Georgia then. That's all I'm saying. So if you guys care about me at all, please pull for Georgia (laughs) because I would love to drink whatever Zeke has planned for us. But we have a little bit something different planned for tonight. We aren't going through the normal blind tasting like we normally do. It is Christmas time. It is holiday season. It's BTAC time. It's Pappy time. Not everybody can get all that stuff. Some people are spending all of their money on gifts for others, like me, and it's time to think about budget bourbons because we might not go out. We might not be able to spend $200 on something. It might be time to really focus on those $30 bourbons. Right, Zeke?
1: Indeed. it It is that time of year. If you're like John and I, you, you have uh, at least a child or, or multiples and a spouse that are all expecting very nice things (laughs) stuff under the tree all I have to say
0: is that when you get you know when your son gets older remember that I have two women and that is nothing this isn't anything sexist this isn't anything like that but I am gonna have to buy shoes and clothes and all sorts of stuff and you could probably get like the kid a football and be okay
1: I could yes but his mother doesn't see the world that way. <laughs> and and we have Amazon delivers daily almost. I, I make the running joke that our dog no longer barks at the Amazon man. It barks on a day when Amazon doesn't come. It is what it is. And Amazon doesn't come. He's, he's all squirrely. Like, what happened? You forgot to order something? He's here the other four days of the week. Five well, they run seven days now. Who knows?
0: Well, I am going to make sure that I am on email lists for Kate Spade, Tori Birch, all that stuff so I can get some coupons because I am going to need them in the years to come. But that also means that my bourbon tastes take a step back or do they in December? Because what we're going to do here is a little bit different. We're not going to do a blind tasting. We are just going to talk about four that we found that were in our shelves. We didn't go out and buy any others. Really more just to spark a conversation. What are some budget bourbons? And some of these are representative of others that are in there. So we will talk about those others. We're not going to do a blind on these, but we are just going to talk about these bourbons, what they represent, what the taste profile is, what we get from our nose, taste, finish, talk about the cost, and then talk about others that are like it. Really just to let you guys know that there are some there on the bottom shelf or some there that are in that $30 and below that you shouldn't overlook,
1: right? Exactly. Uh, For lack of better words, just don't sleep on the bottom shelf. There are plenty of drinkers there regardless of what taste profile you find is striking your palate the best. You get something you don't like, it's the holiday season. We're all either going to gatherings, hosting gatherings, plenty of people loved mixed drinks. Take something that's not the best neat, straight up, however, put it in a cocktail. Nobody's going to know. Again, these are all 20 to $30 bottles. We've all spent 50 or more on something, have prayed somebody else would show up and want to drink it, or we found a way to get rid of it. But at 50 or 60 bucks, you don't want to put it in a cocktail. These... You're done.
0: Yeah, and the four that we're looking at here, we have the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, we have Old Grandad Bottled and Bond, we have an Eagle Rare store pick, and we have Larceny. And what these are representing are four different things. The Old Grandad is kind of on its own, it's a bottle and bond, but then we have the Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, that's really representative of all that category. You have the Evan Williams Bottle and Bond, you have Old Bardstown Bottle and Bond, you have Henry McKenna Bottle and Bond. We've done that before, we are taking Taking Heaven Hill for tonight because it's $15. It is a six-year. It's a 6 year its age stated You could put very old Barton in there as well. Old Grandad is kind of a step up a little bit because it's a high rye. It's a different mash bill than those other bottle and bonds are, and that's where the difference is on that. The Eagle Rare is probably going to be around $30 as a store pick, which is really good to find a nice store pick for $30. You can probably talk about, and we'll, we'll be a little repetitive here, but you could talk about a Buffalo Trace store pick in that same category. You could talk about maybe a $17.92 small batch in that same category. So there are things there that are in that realm. And then last but not least, we have a Larceny, which comes in at about $25, and it's less Letting you know that you can find a weeded bourbon like a Buffalo Trace, that you can find those weeded bourbons for about 25 bucks, that are that are going to get the job done and you're going to enjoy,
1: right? It, it's definitely better than chasing around a, a, a Green Label Weller Special Reserve for days. We all know that that's where the market is and unfortunately in places can be that hard to find a bottle that's that simple and inexpensive.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up, because what we are not including tonight is kind of that Weller line, the Weller Antique, the Weller Special Reserve, and the Weller 12, because although those are under $30 and what the retail should be, you don't always find them for under $30, and you don't always find them, period. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're in Texas, you're not finding Weller 12. Unless it's the sun is shining on the dog's butt on a certain day, you're not going to find a Welver special reserve in Nashville, Tennessee, where we live. It really has to; the wind has to be blowing the right way in order to find a store. And
1: and to that point, a lot of it is the hype train that can be some bourbons now, and and something that John and I work towards proving a fact from hype and and what's really worth the bang for the buck this day and age.
0: And that's one of the things that Zeke and I are really trying to find is what is the bang for the buck that's ultimately our, our impetus out of all of this is what should you be spending your money on? I ain't got that's no impetus. Impetus. Oh. You are smarter than me. You should know this. Hey, I
1: was just putting it on the record there in case somebody else misheard what I misheard.
0: I'm just saying what is the driving force behind... <laughs> What's our... What's our modus operandi?
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. You lost me. (laughs) Sorry, we we do have technical issues sometimes due to verbiage. (laughs) If this is your first time with us, I'm a a true diehard, potent Southerner. John has been transplanted to Nashville and below the Mason-Dixon line, so he's learning slowly.
0: What gets us up in the morning is finding something that's a really good value. I always go back to it. We really tried to do a side-by-side on the Stag Jr. versus a George C. Stagg. We're really trying to find those value plays. Unfortunately, in that instance, the George C. Stagg beat out the Stagg Jr. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop doing blinds on things like that to really find out what's worth the bang for your buck at the end of the
1: day. And and that's why we didn't do blinds here. Very different mashes, very different sources, as John and I both have very different palettes. So we really just wanted to to taste each of these, give a, a synopsis and tasting notes on each one, just to help steer someone into, hey, which one of these should I get? Again, even if it's only 20 bucks, we don't want anybody wasting their money based on our recommendation steering in the wrong direction.
0: And it's an easy segue for me right there to say, hold on, we're going to go taste it and then we're going to come back. You brought up a point that I want to mention before we get to that. You know, There are different profiles that people are going to be drawn to. And that's something, you know, this time of year is a great time to hone in on what that is. So you might like a weeded more. You might like a high rye more. And we are trying to be representative of that in these four. So old granddad is going to be a high rye bourbon. You're going to have larceny, which is going to be a weeded bourbon. You're going to have... Heaven Hill, which is kind of somewhat in between, and Eagle Rare, which is going to be that Mash Bill number one from Buffalo Trace. So it's going to be a little bit different. But hone in on what it is you like. Do you like that higher proof? Do you like a weeded? Do you like a rye? What is that that you like? And go find that. Spend your money on that. Spend time on that. Don't just get a bourbon because the label says... I've seen this around and I think a lot of people think it's really good. Find what you like.
1: Indeed, this, this is not, uh, label shopping at all. And if anything else, hang out with a store owner for a little bit or whoever's in charge of the bourbon section for the store. But it's a, it's a, a simple segue. I mean, how many people are walking in this time of year looking for a Pappy or a BTAC or some other allocated expensive item that they don't have? And if they do, they're not going to sell them as opposed to, Hey, man. Which one of these bottom shelfers you think's the best? What do you like? And even if you don't agree that that's the one for you, ideally you can understand that person's taste profile and preference and that will give you the perspective of, okay, even though this wasn't their favorite, they also said, I lean toward these. If you know you lean in a different direction, they're gonna be able to point you in that and then down the road, you, you odds are really started a beneficial friendship that's only gonna grow and flourish with repeated business stops, etc. Your business runs well. You make a friend. It'll be a very good symbiotic relationship.
0: And it's always frustrating when people say, I have $30. What should I spend my money on? And it's like, well, what do you like? And not everybody lets you know what they like or they don't know what they like. And sometimes it it can be really frustrating when somebody says, I have 30 bucks, give me a good bourbon to spend. And it's go talk to the shop owner, have a conversation. Chances are they have some stuff that they'll let you try and figure out what you like before you go buy something. And that's why I'd always say, if you're questionable on something, go try it at a bar. Go do something before you go buy a
1: bottle. Totally could not agree more and? And we don't agree on much. So that being said... I do agree it is time to uh, jump into some of this juice, Mr. Edwards.
0: I agree, Dr. Baker. Let's roll the tape and we will come back and talk about this stuff in a minute. Sounds good all right we took a break and we are back we did taste the heaven hill old granddad bought on bond the eagle rare and the larceny a little bit of run over the tape here before we get into it the heaven hill Bottled and Bond is 100 proof, 50% ABV, it's 6 years, it's $15, 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% barley. The Old Granddad is 100 proof, 50% ABV, it's about 20 bucks. it's 63% corn, 27% rye, and 10% barley. Eagle Rare is 90 proof, 45% ABV, it's 10 years, it's a $30 store pick, it is greater than 10% rye, We don't really know the mash bill. It's mash bill number one of Buffalo Trace. So it's not the high rye mash bill, which is mash bill number two. It's mash bill number one. The Larceny is a 92 proof, 46% ABV for $25. It is 75% corn, 20% wheat, and 5% malted barley.
1: Sounds very interesting and diverse, and... Go ahead and tell us what you got for the Heaven Hill. All right. For Mr. Heaven Hill, bottled and Bond, which, side note, I think John referenced it, but if not, this is a Kentucky-only release. However, they do have a very similar release that is widely available. The Green Label. We would be very surprised if there was much taste difference at all. If we're wrong, tell us about it. We'll it's apologize. M- but it's more the age. It, it's what we had on the, on hand and what we could roll with. So for a nose for the Heaven Hill bottled in Vaughn, even off the bottle, laughingly, I, I told John, uh, uh, I just smelled Butterfinger. I don't know what or why. Palette-wise, I thought it was not
0: corn-heavy
1: or very young-tasting, a decent singe, maybe a light syrup on a waffle or a pancake, and possibly, I'm going to go into left field on this one, but I think it reminds me of kudzu syrup. I haven't had it in a long time. What is kudzu syrup? They make syrup from kudzu. Syrup? Syrup. They make it from kudzu. It's a very novel sweet I used to have a friend in North Georgia that got it for me when I was younger. haven't had it in a long time, but I really think that's the flavor I got. I don't know why. This one was very approachable for me. So I I said it was very approachable. Honey,
0: vanilla, corn with slight oak on the nose. But it was very sweet, smoother in the beginning. And then that oak, butterscotch, brown sugar, and vanilla hit me. I didn't necessarily get a Butterfinger. But if you think about the ingredients I had, kind of is a Butterfinger. But I didn't get that, like, candy bar taste.
1: It was more nose than palate. The palate had similar tastings, but really on the nose, for whatever reason, I just... Thought it was a Butterfinger. I think I may have failed to mention, but finish wise, I have muy poco in my notes. Muy? Muy poco. Are you trying to speak
0: Spanish? Very little. So, muy poco. Muy. Or muy poquito.
1: Where I'm from, John, I say muy poco. I got a medium finish on this one with a slight
0: burn. That's really what I had for the notes on that. It was medium. It didn't linger too much, but it lingered just enough. Slight burn, but it was very. You know, going back to the taste for me, it was very thin when I first had it, and then it moved to a lot of taste that came in after.
1: I could see that. Uh, definitely a solid pour, and at 15 bucks, even if you drown it in a whole bunch of ice and soda, you're not going to complain.
0: Yeah, I think both of us are going to... All of these, can we just get this out of the way right now and say I would buy every single one of these that are on here?
1: Yeah, if, if you don't have them on your bar these are very easy options as, as far as stocking the bar and having some diversity and random flavor profiles and if nothing else this is a very easy and fun way to stock the bar also set up some blind side by sides and and test yourself because there's complete Completely different mashes in these. We're not right very often and you may not be either. Don't feel bad about it. That's the fun.
0: And I think other things, you know, kind of going in the spirit of what we're talking about, other things that are very much like this, the Evan Williams bottle and bond, the old Bardstown bottle and bond, you know, Henry McKenna, you know, those are those bottled and bonds in those price ranges. Old Fitzgerald, those are those things that are in that realm that you can go get.
1: Which this is obviously a Heaven Hills bread and butter. Tons of good juice at an affordable price.
0: Cheers to them for putting that out. So the old granddad for me, I'll go first on this one. The nose was caramel spice vanilla with a slight hint of fruit. The taste for me on this one, it was very smooth up front. And then the kick, it was similar to the Heaven Hill for me. I got caramel oak spice vanilla pepper with slight leather on the palate. And then the finish was medium to long. It was a little bit of a longer finish for me than the Heaven Hill. All in all, very enjoyable, and I love this at, you know, 100 proof. Nice. And if you can find the old Granddad 114, that's under $30 as well. So that's a great pickup, and it's a higher proof bourbon. Um It does have that high rye mash bill. It's very enjoyable as well.
1: So my notes for the OGD in Bond. For the nose on the OGD... I really thought it screamed out of the glass, that that, hey I am hot and spicy, however on a palate wise I actually thought it was was pretty opposite of that, very mild, mellow, smooth tasting, Uh, I I got a lot of of beamy nuttiness, which sorry if that's a very poor tasting note. I've had the fortune and or misfortune of, of having a lot of Jim Beam in my life at this point. So I, I which just... is
0: another great bourbon. I mean, if you think about not to get you on a tangent, but you know, we we did talk about Distiller's Cut recently. There's the the Beam Double Oaked. Beam is putting out great stuff that is not going to kill you. I know that I kind of have a negative spin towards some of the stuff Beam Centauri has been putting out with the bookers and you know everything they're doing with that little book is coming out at 80 bucks but regular beam there's some really good stuff that's coming out at a good price point
1: yeah not necessarily white label but there are plenty of other Jim beam products that are have a little variance to them and and aren't white label and are a little bit more but you're not talking about significantly more so it's interesting to try the line i believe yeah sorry i interrupted you keep going proceed it happens john it happens so as far as a finish i thought that the spice was immediately back really just grabs a hold of you um it's kind of i guess a, a little bit of a, a rope-a-dope or something along those lines in the sense of a, a very warm and spicy nose palate the whole initial front of it. it is very mellow not spicy and then about halfway in you just get i won't say beat up um but man that spice is back it's there it it, it lets you know it and uh, it, it kicks you at least twice yeah it
0: was it was good moving on to the eagle rare i got on the nose citrus and honey it was very very sweet that i can't tell you enough how even with the nose and the taste with that eagle rare how sweet it was Tasted notes i have super super sweet and then i wrote sweet again honey brown sugar slight oak a lot of cherry on that too. Um I
1: think the, I see sweet after that too. Yeah, yeah. there was
0: sweet one more time. And the finish was medium for me. I, I it lingered, it lingered nicely, but not too much.
1: The Eagle Rare uh, I did enjoy as well. We will note again, just for anyone out there. That it's sweet. Well it is sweet, but it is also a store pick, so it could be somewhat different from regular stock small batch. And we should also mention that the store pick program is going to be
0: suspended for 2018. So if you know any place right now that does have store picks of Eagle Rare, make sure you stock up. If that's something that you like, the regular Eagle Rares will still be out there in 2018. If you like a certain profile, if you like your store, make sure you go find those now.
1: Sticking with with short and brief notes for this session on a nose for the Eagle Rare, uh, I got Black Cherry very strong other things were probably detectable but literally uh, that that's what stood out the most was just a, a strong black cherry smell palette wise little light corn a little light heat and then just some dark sweet fruit very good continuation from the nose everything on kilter finish wise there was a mild linger it wasn't lengthy it wasn't absent it, it was just there a little bit, but for what you're looking at price range wise, I, I would say this is the uh, paradigm of inexpensive, well-rounded, good-tasting bourbon.
0: I would agree with that. There's some people that have a an axe to grind against the Eagle Rare store picks. Or just eagle rare in general and i think it's very hard to go wrong with that i just wish the proof was a little bit higher that's the only knock that i have on the eagle rare last but not least the larceny at 92 proof 46 percent abv 25 bucks zeke what do you think about this
1: one i went first the last two larceny wise for a nose i had sweet then musty to a degree. The sweetness that I picked up, which I'll just touch on the sweetness since it is a wheater and everyone seems to to love those things these days. It does have a very nice sweet to it. Not overwhelming, but I think it is a barley sweet, not a wheat sweet. Strongly think that's where that comes from. We've had some rise lately in some other shows. If you want to look back, I had Muy Poco once again. Not to sell it short, but it's not enough of a lingered compared to plenty of other products, so I don't want to misrepresent.
0: Como se dice, very little? I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> for this one, for me, I got cherries and corn on the nose. I, for the, the taste, I got molasses, caramel, vanilla. It was a nice burn going down. There was a little bit, it was smooth in the beginning and then a very nice burn in my chest. I wrote down thick, nutty candy bar. It was kind of like a beam taste, which is interesting for me because it's Heaven Hill. I got a medium finish on this, but I thought this one tasted a little bit hotter than a 92 proof. And maybe, maybe I have celiac disease or something. It tastes a little bit hotter to me than 92 proof, but I really
1: enjoyed it. Very nice. Very nice. So although this was not a side by side or head to head competition, where would you go, Mr. Edwards?
0: I would probably say, out of all of these, I like the Larceny the best. Oh, wow. Which is surprising for me, considering the other things that we have there. The Eagle Rare, the Old Grandad, and the Heaven Hill. I really enjoyed that candy
1: bar taste of the Larceny. I guess I'll ask myself the same question.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Zeke, Uh, what about you?
1: Toss-up, I think on this particular day I would go Eagle Rare, not necessarily because of the taste, but it's winter time, it's, it's cold out. There's just more to me that resonates right now with Eagle Rare. If it was spring or summer, I think I would have gone Heaven Hill. Nice, sweeter, vibrant. I see sunny days with the Heaven Hill, and I can enjoy a a dark, solstice night when it gets dark at 445 outside with Eagle Rare.
0: But I do enjoy all of these, but I am a fat guy at heart, and that candy bar just kind of won me over. Sucked you in, huh? Yeah, it did. We should mention again that all of these are good. I would take any single one of these. I do have every single one of these in my bar. It's something that we just want you to really Rethink how you drink, and go and and look at the bottom shelf. Look at some other stuff around this time of year. Don't always feel like you need to spend two hundred dollars to get a good bourbon.
1: And and some other options which aren't here just for time constraints. Obviously, that uh, jotted down Wild Turkey one oh one. Don't sleep on it, especially I think for our generation
0: and this is the travel season it is the house bourbon for Southwest Airlines
1: so that's a plus too and the highest proof um, but again don't sleep on it I think a lot of people in our generation probably uh, had too much of it in a quick massive quantity at field parties it's actually good juice my second note is Elijah Craig great choice didn't make it and it is another Heaven Hill product so we tried to inundate you guys with those things but a different mash filled different flavors there are some subtleties to it but just really good and and don't let anyone tell you that because it no longer says 12 year age stated you shouldn't buy it because it's good and
0: you can find store
1: picks that are 12 year anyway
0: okay store picks are the last thing on zeke notes and i would agree all right zeke it is getting late our pumpkin is showing up we've been going we've been live Make sure you go find us at 9.30 on Sunday nights. Central Time on Instagram Live at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Instagram again at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find
1: us in Nashville. We're more than happy to share some pours with you. We've been fortunate enough to have some viewers stop in recently and and had a really good time with them. And that's what it's all about
0: yeah. If you're here on a Sunday night, if you're, if it's Sunday night, nine 30 and you're in Nashville, hit us up. We'd love to have you here, do a blind tasting with us, but you can also find our podcast on Apple, Google play, Stitcher, a link on our profile at dadstrinker bourbon on Instagram or Twitter. And you know what? Just leave us a five star review, please. We would love it. If you don't love it, send us a direct message. Tell us what we could do better. Anything you want to tell the folks, Zeke, before we go out.
1: Go dogs! Woo!
0: Cheers, we'll see you
1: next week.